Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, the 30th of January, 2023. It's Iconic CEO Jamie Icke, and this is The Daily Download. So I hope everyone's had a great weekend and had some much needed rest. We've got four interesting stories for you to start this week. First of all, we're going to head to the UK and we're going to talk about the story that is circulating across many mainstream media outlets. Former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said in an interview this weekend that in a call pre-Russian invasion of Ukraine with Russian President Vladimir Putin, he was threatened. He claims that Putin threatened to kill him. The exact quote is that Putin said, I don't want to hurt you, Boris, with something like a missile, but that's something I could do very quickly. Now, does that sound like the kind of thing that Vladimir Putin would say? The language, the way it was done? I have my, very much my reservations on that. Now, different media outlets in the UK are covering this, obviously, from slightly different angles. The Daily Mail haven't even decided to do any journalism. They've just decided that this is true, and they've gone with the headline that this is how a thug runs his gang, comparing Putin's running of Russia to basically a mob lord. Now, given Boris Johnson has provably lied on a number of occasions in the last three years, in fact, I'd say 95% of what the man said was complete lies and fabrication, why are people believing this by reflex action? This is a man who was exposed for having parties, for breaking lockdown rules, was exposed even years ago when he was foreign secretary, he was exposed over the ski pole poisoning in Salisbury, where he said that he'd spoken to somebody from uh, Portland Down uh, Chemical Weapons Centre here in the UK who said, yep, yeah, it's Novichok, definitely, it has to be the Russians. And then when a person who he supposedly spoke to was asked that, he said, well, no, I didn't say that because we don't know this as a fact. The man's a liar. He's clearly a pathological liar. So therefore, why would people believe this by reflex action? Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it's very, very unlikely that it happened. Vladimir Putin has been a leader for a very, very long time. I highly doubt he's going to use language like that. Since the start of this war, we have seen a number of things come out of Ukraine or come out of other parts of the world talking about the war in Ukraine, which have been proven to be complete lies. So therefore, why now when anything comes out, is it still believed? Whenever anything is said, it should be questioned, it should be investigated and looked at with a, a open eyes to try and get to the truth of the matter. We've said this plenty of times before, in wartime and They'd accept this now in Britain. Include, you know, we did it. In the Second World War, in the First World War, in any war, there is propaganda on both sides. There's propaganda to exaggerate, to keep people motivated in certain countries. There's propaganda to underplay things, to stop people getting concerned. There's propaganda on both sides. Yet in this war, for the first time in history, it is 100% factually accurate out of Ukraine. It's 100% propaganda out of Russia. There is no shade of grey. It's just extraordinary. Now, we're going to stick on the topic of Russia and Ukraine here, as the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, has come out and said that Russian athletes must not be allowed to compete at the 2024 Olympics in Paris next year. Now, firstly, that's not his right to decide that, to dictate that, to demand that. I'm tired of sport being politicised. 
We've seen it in the last couple of years with the Premier League here in Britain, the taking of a knee, the black armband, so many, you know, so many sports that should be about entertainment. They should be about celebrating the pinnacle of athletics and athletes have been made about politics, where you stand, where you don't stand. And I find it disgusting because all it is is peer pressure. To use the example of taking the knee here in the UK, there's two teams on a football pitch, 11 players on each side. Let's say one player in one team doesn't want to take a knee. He's going to stand there while 21 other players take a knee. 50,000, 35,000, whatever, people in the crowd will be judging that person. You're inviting yourself in for a hell of a lot of abuse every time you play the game from then on. And, you know, as much as I don't agree, I think you should always stand up for your rights. I understand why people haven't done it based on that being the, the dynamic. Because at the end of the day, most people that are sportsmen and sportswomen just want to play sport. They don't want to get involved in politics. Unless, of course, you're David Beckham, at which point you would always have a view. And it's usually a very ignorant one. But this point on this on this particular story is that you're punishing Russian athletes for the actions of the regime. So let's say, for example, let's just play into the story that Russia is completely in the wrong here. Why are you punishing the sports stars, the aspiring athletes, for the actions of the regime? I remember last year, I'm a big boxing fan, I remember there was a big fight between a Russian light heavyweight called Dmitry Bivol and a Mexican light heavyweight called Canelo Alvarez. Now, there was actually debates in the lead-up to this fight that that wasn't going to go ahead. And Dmitry Bivol had to come out and completely, basically, denounce his Russian heritage. He said he, you know, had to come out and give his political stance. It's common practice, it's a tradition in world title boxing that flags are brought in with the fighters, that the national anthems are sung before the fight begins. That wasn't allowed to happen because they couldn't be seen to endorsing Russia. Now, for me, just to compare it to my, my view of my country, and I'm very much not a nationalist, the flag of St. George here in England is not something that I'd associate with the regime. I don't want to get started on the national anthem. As far as I'm concerned, we don't have one. But, it's, but the point is that the country is the country. It's not the regime. Therefore, why are you punishing the citizens of that country for the actions of the regime? That's completely unfair because the country will massively outlive the regime. And either way, whatever your belief system is on that, I think this politicisation of sport, just because sport has such a massive, massive base of fans and viewers, the idea that they can just use it to push through political agendas, I think is completely disgusting. And, you know, another example of this woke ideology taking over the institutions that we love. Now, we're going to head over to America now for this story, as former prime, former president, sorry, I should say, Donald Trump has kicked off his 2024 election trail over the weekend with two events, one of, the, one of which in, North, in South Carolina, which we're going to talk about here. Now, he's launched with two main campaign points, let's say. Attacks on trans rights and on radical racists, which he talks about as being two of the biggest issues in America. No, I'd agree. I think they are. I think this gender ideology has gone way too far and it's pushing more and more young people that are vulnerable 
into changing their gender, into questioning their sex when they wouldn't have before. And I do believe that radical racists is also a problem. People that see race and colour everywhere they go and use it as a, you know, pre-judgment of anyone. And, you know, straight white man, you are very much at the bottom of the pile. What my concern is here, and this is where I want to, to make a point which hopefully will give you an insight into to, to the mindset of Donald Trump here. In the lead up to the 2016 election, Donald Trump, whatever you think about him, he's not stupid. I think he's a fraud, but he's not stupid. In the lead up to that election, he identified a community in America that was a silent majority, hence why he won. And in truth, he probably won in 2020 had it, wasn't, had it not been stolen. He identified a community that felt massively out of touch, disenfranchised, disengaged and ignored by politics in Washington. He looked at what the issues were that they care about and he really, really went to town on campaigning for them. But what did he do when he got into power? The coronavirus pandemic was the perfect example for somebody who claims to be a maverick to prove the fact that they were a maverick. Instead, what did he do? He locked down the country, he ran the, let Anthony Fauci dictate policy, and he still to this day calls the vaccine rollout his greatest achievement. That man is not on our side, that is not the actions and words of a man on our side. And what I don't want is for people to fall for this same thing again. Now, he probably would be a better choice than Joe Biden. Well, he would be a better choice than Joe Biden. But still people hang on to the fact that Donald Trump is going to come and save the day. He sat there for four years and didn't. Through two years where the opportunity to stand up and be the man was there like never before. Instead, he chose to sit there and let the country go to crumble. And he let people like Fauci criminals, in my opinion, who belong in jail, dictate policy. So this man isn't our friend. And here, he's, to me, he's done the same thing again. He's looked at two issues which people are starting to talk about. Trans rights and how this ideology has gone too far. And the same with the woke left's attacks on everyone being racist. They're two issues that people care about. They're two issues that I care about, and they're not just issues in America, they're issues the world over. But he's clearly identified them again and he's probably going to campaign on things like this that he thinks will get him the votes, once again, of the people disenfranchised. But it's a scam. This man is not your friend. The final story this morning is one that's going to leave you with a little bit of inspiration, I hope. World number one now, tennis player Novak Djokovic yesterday won his 10th Australian Open title to equal Rafael Nadal's record of 22 Grand Slams. Now, if you don't remember, I'm sure you do, 12 months ago, Novak was deported from Australia as he entered the country unvaccinated. He was in and out of court, ended up staying in lockdown hotels for a number of days to try and win his right to play in Australia unvaccinated. He was deported and originally was banned for three years. He managed to overturn that and come back 12 months later and win the tournament. Now, that just goes to show that if you stand up for what is right you stand up for what you believe, life will reward you. It may not happen in the moment. You may not get what you think you deserve that day. But it will always come around. Karma is a fantastic thing in life. 
And this just goes to show that if you stand up for what you believe, then life will give you what you deserve. And I'm very, very proud of the fact that he stood up for what he, what he believes because hopefully it sets a precedent that more people can do the same. And the fact that he won with Bill Gates in attendance yesterday is even sweeter. So to, to finish on today's inspirational quote, we're going to stick with sport, seeing as we're ending with sport on that story. And we're going to go with Michael Jordan. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. And congratulations to Novak for winning the Australian Open Championship. And the point I'm making with that quote is that you can have some talent, but you need to, we need to work together and we need to work with intelligence and we need to work smart in order to get where we want to get, which is to a much freer, fairer and open society run by people that actually care about the people that live within it. It's not run by people that have their own agendas for power and fame. It's run by people that care about everyone that lives in this planet, on this planet, I should say. Well, that's it for today's daily download and I will speak to you again tomorrow morning. Have a great day.